Bushy's board game thing, powered by the awesome people at Zatu Games, a weekly board games podcast about about board games, but also about the talk around the table sparked by the subjects of the games themselves. I'm joined by Jess, Brian, and producer Ross, who's bathed in a kind of silhouette. Brian's wearing his coat. I can see on video chat, Ryan. Why are you wearing your coat and a hoodie indoors, Brian? It's minus. It's minus five, Ryan. It's minus five, and I'm very, very frugal with the. Oh, you're one, oh, one of them, aren't you? One of them. Well, I, you're literally wasting my money. Is literally li- vaporizing out of the house. I'm not. Tell me, it. it's on it's an hour in the morning. Vaporizing out the house. An hour in the morning rubbish. and an hour in the evening. Please tell me you're not one of those people that has um, the an app where you can change the heating from like out in the car or see whether someone in your house has turned the heating up if you're down at the shops. If I could, I would. Let me tell you that much. Speaking of the cold weather, though, it's been snowing here. I don't know if you listen to this right now and you've had snowy weather recently. Uh, anyone else been doing some snowball fighting? I've been doing some amazing snowball fights with my 11-year-old daughter, Erin, and I would just like to put it on record that I have mastered the Patrick Mahomes-style no-look snowball throw. Look one way, smack her in the face from a distance from the other. Weirdly enough, I tweeted about it. I just got to mention this on the podcast because it's so good. Uh, this dad called Steve Swift says, RE Snowballs, in order to defeat a small child, take two times snowballs, lob one in a lazy arc upwards to draw the child's eye, then follow up hard and fast uh. with a much faster, flatter trajectory with the other ball. A decisive blow, a victory jig to taunt the thoroughly vanquished child. Yeah, that's good. Nice. That That is a good move. There you go. If you've got any tactics on how to hit children with snowballs, get in touch uh, at Board Game Thing on Instagram. Anyway, we digress. This episode, this week, we're talking about food games, games that are to do with food, which is a bit of a niche area. But I think as food games become a bit more of a thing in the world of video games, they're starting to creep into board game in the market for that as well. Uh, This week, we've been playing a game that is really at its heart about food, but you'd never know it from looking at it. We're talking about Wingspan by Stonemaier Games. Uh, Basically, you play the role of bird enthusiasts that you're trying to lure birds to your wildlife reserves and how do you lure birds to your wildlife reserve with food who's got the best food and the different food categories are invertebrate seed fish fruit rodents it's all about food here's a little clip of us playing wingspan on the brilliant tabletop simulator have you ever gone bird watching before by the way just as we kick into this i bought a pair of binoculars for our back garden uh thinking i'm going to see loads of birds it's going to be fantastic it's going to be great and then yeah nothing nothing i just seem to literally every april we have what we like to call the uh pigeon f fest on our lawn (laughs) so they come they fly down and they just they just f on the lawn (laughs) Oh my, that's just awful. Yeah, yeah. So the pigeons and you get the occasional um, robin, that's it. I used to draw birds. I used to draw, I used to have a book, a pencil book of drawing birds. I used to like, you know, Find 50. Do you remember Find 50, Jess? You ever seen no, Find 50 no, books? You used to get these books. Oh, yes. No, I do, what you, I do know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you tick, you tick which ones you've seen. I used to draw the birds that I'd seen. And it, I, it very much started a love affair with birds. At some point, I'd like to revisit when a little bit times are a little bit quieter. Let's get this started up. So you can see your player board in front of you there. You've got a collection of birds. So you've got these beautiful Aww. bird cards, which are all the different birds of North America. And each bird has got a habitat that it will go in. And if you look at the top here, you can either go in the... Cage. Um, is, it, is one of the habitats a cage? Oh, yeah. No, they're all, they're all free. And, it's, no, there's no aviaries in this, mate. This uh, is like birds an, roaming An oven, free. maybe an oven. No, you're not, you're not eating them either. This is not like quail simulator. There's three different territories you can see from the three different bits there. And each bird, if you can see, 
uh, to be able to play this uh, pine siskin that I've got in front of me. Lovely little pine siskin, 23 centimetre wingspan on it. Um, hence the game's name. It'll only go in the uh, grass, the, the tree area at the top. It's got an actual technical term for it. I'll find out that in a minute. And you need to pay two grain, which is the little symbol here. It's food, which is what we're talking about in this podcast. You've got to pay two grain from your supply to be able to play them down. And, and here's your little supply of tokens that you've got. Grain, berries, uh, rodents, fish, and uh, invertebrates. They all eat different things. So you're feeding the birds the things they like to eat, right? Exactly. Uh, on your turn, you can play a bird from your hand. Yep. We just discussed it. Gain food and activate forest bird powers. So activate the powers of what you've got in your uh, in front of you in your played into your area. Lay eggs and activate grassland bird powers. Or draw bird cards and activate wetland bird powers. Okay? Wetland bird powers. That sounds filthy. Well, let's go through the first one, which is uh, this. you score points for each of these things. So I'll go first just to show you. I'm going to play a bird from my hand. So you come over here, you can see... This is but my a, hand bird, a bird in the hand, mate, you know what they say, a bird in your hand is worth two in the bush. It is, and my surname's Bush, so, so yeah. it all... Actually, are you, are you at a bit of a disadvantage, you guys, because my, my surname is Bush, and we're playing cards from our hand into... Into a bush. bush into Bu- bushes, so... I'm looking at Jess's face right now, she's just absolutely deadpan. I'm it's trying to think what that saying actually means. One in the hand, two in a the A bird bush. in your hand is worth two in the bush. Because Why? you make okay, I'm out hunting, right? And I've got a bird in my hand. Mm. I've I've clubbed I've clubbed an ostrich to death. Or clubbed whatever. an ostrich? Why would you yeah, do that? Or whatever, Why do you have whatever. to be so graphic? But then there's there's two pheasants in the bush, but it's gonna be a hassle for me to go and get him. So I think, well, I'll just I'll just have the dead ostrich I've clubbed to death here rather than go and t- try and club some pheasants to death in the bush. Right. Does that make sense, guys, at all? No, or, it's right, absolutely... Okay, so, I don't yeah, understand yeah. that saying. Well, here we go. Look, I'm going to play the uh, an indigo bunting bird, okay? Oh, can you do me a favour? Can you just highlight that, you know, when you look at the card? Can you, can you bring it up? I want to have a look at it. Okay, so there he is. Where is he? Oh. There he is. Beautiful, the, isn't the it? Artwork, He's gorgeous. The artwork oh is God. amazing in this, isn't it? Who's, is it? Who's drawn it? Is it one person or is it like a... There's one person's done all the drawing. We'll f- I'll find out his name or her name. Um, not only that, they've done... These are North America birds. They did a European bird expansion, so it's all the birds you might see out on your own garden mm. fence. And there's an Oceana one as well, which is a beautiful thing. Birds that can swim. Nice. Like penguins. Yeah, peng- penguins and that. And then I place this bird into, as you can see, it can either go in the grassland area or the trees. I'm going to play yep. it in the trees there. This is where the food thing comes in. I play one invertebrate, one grain, grain. and one berries. So I'll play yep. these. Uh, so so he's, a, he's had a little rat, he's had a berry, and he's had a bit of wheat. Yeah, he's happy. He should be full. Here, yeah, Andy. Do you eat any of them? Are Did there pigeons? Are there pigeons in this game? I don't. I've not seen it. I've played because it quite a few times. As we all know, pigeons. pigeons they love to eat um, cigarette butts. So is that an option mm. to give a pigeon a cigarette butt <laughs> or chips? Do you know what I once? Right, um, a pigeon nicked a pasty out of my dad's hands. I know it wasn't a pigeon, it was a How? seagull. We were on Brixham Seafront in Devon and it took an entire pasty out of my dad's hand when he was sat there eating it. And on top of that, on top of that, my dad was eating fish and chips. A lot of this stuff happens to him on uh, Brixham Seafront. Bird pooed down the top of his glasses, into his moustache mm. and right into his chips. Oh, right the, through, like the, the triumvirate went for the triple, it, got it. He went for the it's, triple. It's good luck though. Tell his dad that. Did he have any good luck so, after? Not really, no. To be honest with you, it went from bad to worse from there. So what you do is you play the bird into the first slot here. Uh, then it says... 
Um, Andy, there's a thing here that says spectate. What does that mean? If you press the spectate button, I think you can just chill just out watch, and not watch, worry about the rules. Just, just watch, yeah. Just watch. I like yeah, to watch. Just watch. Yeah, watch the birds <sighs> from a distance. Um, or it'd be very relaxing though, because they, we've got in Two Tree Island down the road from us here in Leon Sea, you can go to these bird watching huts. I've heard about Two Tree Island. There's, there's a couple of places in Two Tree Island that are famous, but I don't think they're for bird watching. <laughs> well, it's funny. You know, we had Emma Jones from the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on last week. Uh, mm. She was the one because she's from South End as well. She brought it to my attention. We go for a lot of walks on Two Tree Island. There's loads of wildlife and birds and stuff like that there. Uh, and she told me that it's um, it's a number one European spot for. Like-minded adults to meet up. Hello. Oh, the number one. Oh. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah top, absolute top end for for that kind of activity. Do you know what I mean? Oh wow. Can I lay an egg yet? I really want to lay an egg. You can't lay. You're not allowed to lay. You don't. You don't lay. Imagine, eggs. imagine laying an egg. What a feeling, eh? Just what having... eggs have you had? Have you had? Have you had? Right. Have you had? Oh, I've had quail duck egg. eggs. I've had duck eggs. Quail egg. I've had, mm. had your chicken egg. Uh, I think I had an ostrich egg once. I had an omelette. On the made massive from, ones. Yeah, not yeah. a boiled one though, but just like a just a, a, a omelette om, omelet from it. I'd love to have a crow's egg or a pigeon egg. Oh, oh no. Do do tell us nice. what um, if there are any types of eggs that we may have missed there that we need to have uh, at board game thing. Uh, lay eggs and activate grassland bird powers. You're laying an egg. Oh, an tell me what it's like. Describe to me the, the process of you laying the egg. Go on. Do you imagine laying an egg is the same as having a baby, do you think? Is it? I'd say I it's similar. Say, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of, I'd say there's a lot of thrutching involved. I love that word, thrutching. Just like... Uh, I've never heard of that. No, never heard of the word thrutching? Great word. There's us playing uh, Wingspan on Tabletop Simulator. That's Jess's first time on Tabletop Simulator, a virtual board gaming world. It was amazing. I mean, great. Like, all the bits are there. It's quite fun. However, it's never going to compare to buying the board game, putting it out on your dining room table. But it's a good replacement in these tough times, isn't it? So the player mat dice tower and card backs are made by Beth Sobel. And a Colombian female artist and her friend did all the cards. Anna Maria Martinez Jaramillo, who sounds like someone I would sign on Football Manager, and Natalia Rojas both did all the art for it. Wingspan is a beauty because it looks so damn good on the table. What did you guys think of the game? Uh, I really, I really liked it. There was something quite relaxing about yes. it. But I was sitting there just looking at or flicking through all the cards. They're beautiful. Mm. And there's something quite, I don't know, again, I'm going to use another word that's uh, quite fancy and big, bucolic. There's something quite bucolic about it. Oh. It reminds me of the countryside. It's very, very nice. Um, I was, uh, uh, yeah, I love it. I can't wait to get my hands on a physical the version. The physical version's mm. fantastic. The, uh, they've done a brilliant version on Steam. Uh, if you, you can play the computer game version of it, uh, which, which, is, which is cool as well. But um, you click a button on the different birds in it and you can hear their bird song, which I think I've mentioned on this podcast before. But in Aww. these times of kind of being stressed out, and that's very, very calming as well. Uh, in terms of actual, you know, birds and birds watching and all that kind of stuff, having countryside gardens and getting nature to come up to your window, uh, have you ever tried to have a bird feeder, bird bath, bird house, anything like that, you two? Do you know what? I was actually thinking about getting one of those bird feeders and putting it against my um, on my bedroom window. Yeah. Because we've got a tree in our garden and it is full of birds. And I just saw some really cute videos online of these birds coming up, but then I thought, oh, hold on a minute. Am I going to have like hundreds of birds at my window, like, like every morning at like 6 a.m.? So I thought maybe not. I, when we lived, I used to live in the same block of flats that Brian used to back in the day, uh, Northwood Hall in, uh, in Highgate. And we got uh, on our balcony. I thought, let's get a bird, get a bird feeder. It's a little bit like the bird feeder in Wingspan, little wooden one with little 
you know, hole for them to go in. And I got some bird food, that weird stuff they eat. It's like pate with mm. Rice Krispies in it. Yeah. Disgusting. Should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> oh, a fat, fat ball. Fat, fat ball. ball. They eat fat balls. Yeah. Yeah, it's a ball. It's a ball of fat, and they push seeds in it. Which is, is it right? Is that right? Not very healthy, in my opinion. I'd, I'd be tempted yeah. to try that. I definitely. It feels like something you might get in a carvery in, a, in an East London restaurant. Um, and we set it all up, drilled it to the wall, all that kind of thing. Sat literally sat there and thought, right, here we go. Not a thing. The whole summer and the whole winter, no birds came no. anywhere near us. Really quite. Oh, depressing. maybe it's like where you are. Maybe maybe it was too built up, too noisy. Because where I am is quite quiet. So maybe they just couldn't be arsed, like, flying up the block of flats and being like, there's no point. Could I might as well just stay in the park. Um, another thing on birds, my nan used to have a cockatiel. He used to look in the mirror and, like, talk to the mirror because he thought that was his girlfriend. Ooh. And he used to, like, openly flirt with her. And then right. sometimes he used to kind of rub himself on the mirror. <laughs> Serious. And he used to be like... We've all done it. We've all done it. Uh He used to like rub himself like to. I don't want to use this phrase. I don't want to use this phrase. Did he rub himself to completion? I don't think. Yeah, probably a lot of times. That's what I thought he was doing anyway. I actually never had the conversation. What was his name? What was his name? This Don. 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 Dirty Don. Um, we we very much enjoyed our time on Tabletop Simulator, and we we do urge people to. It's a great way to try out a board game before going ahead and buying it from someone like Zatu Games, which is a great thing, getting a good deal. And also, Wingspan got the two um, expansions, the Oceana Birds and the European Birds, which is a great thing. But there's one bit about uh, the Tabletop Simulator which is oh. which stuck in our craw a little bit, Brian. Please explain. Oh yeah. So so let me just explain. So Tabletop Simulator, and also another reason why Tabletop Simulator is brilliant is because it recreates most aspects of playing a board game uh, and one of those is you can flip the table if you're feeling a bit peed off and you're not wi- like you're not winning or you hate it you can press a button and it just flips the table and all the pieces go on the floor but anyway when you're waiting in the lobby to go into your to your game there's a bit of loading time and they have the worst music in there it's like i don't know how would you describe this it's like uh it's like a polka music free on you know those free bits of music you get online <laughs> Uh, you don't have to they're rights free you, mm. you don't have to pay for them and it's polka and it's just there's been a couple of times I've been waiting to get into a game and I've just sat there just going I want to smash I want to throw my computer out the window Yeah. but other than that guys who've invented the people that invented Tabletop Simulator they've done a great job and I, I apologise it stays in your head though it's one of those songs that, yeah. I tell you what it, it reminds change, me change the music change the music I, I couldn't get the music off when we were in the lobby before you arrived so it was Jess and I in the lobby I couldn't stop the music, so I was like apologising to Jess whilst mm. this thing was pissing me. Is uh, um, it is no, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. It's um, it reminds me of they should have it as the it's like the hold music for HMRC or something like that, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and and there's a bit though, there's a bit right when you're because there's been times when we wait for people to join or there's been slow loading time. When there's a bit where you actually change your mind and you're like, yeah, actually, I'm just grooving along. I like this. this is good. Singing along, which is the worst bit to be honest. Bush's board game thing. Uh, in other news, Jess, you said right at the beginning, just before we got stuck into tonight's podcast about uh, games about food, you have a brand new hobby that you would like to share with the group. What's that? Yeah, so I've um, I've adopted a new lockdown hobby, which came about um, last Saturday. I uh, got really drunk. Uh-oh. And because what else am I going to do? And I got really drunk. Sorry, is this the hobby? I'm no, just getting drunk. No, it's not the hobby. Because if it is... If it is, I'd be very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not the hobby. And um, I was talking to my friend on Zoom 
and um, she was like, oh, um, I bought some roller skates. And I was like, right, I'm buying some roller skates as well. 70 quid later. Whoa. Three days later, the roller skates are turn up. I'm, that's my new hobby. And I've got all the protective pads. And on Sunday, I'm going out roller skating. Do you know what? Normally, right, I'd be oh, deaf. Let's just take the mickey Jess, out of Jess, Jess here about this. Jess, However, I have, I have talked to my eldest daughter, Erin, about this because a couple of her friends have got roller, roller skates. I, I love the idea of it. I think it's great. Have you got roller blades or old-fashioned disco-style inline skates or whatever it is? So they're called quad skates, I think you'll find. Quad, quad skates, yeah. But... And they're super cute. They're like like baby blue and the um and the wheels are pink and the thing is i um i've been skiing a few times so i feel like my center of balance is good and i kind of understand that motion so on sunday um i'm gonna go down and my friend's gonna be there as well but she's gonna go do the go to the other side of the park and i'm just gonna have a little scoot around oh it's gonna be wicked i can't wait what brian why have you always got to just nice what he's about to say might be nice you mentioned you mentioned balance there and i was just thinking i i've always said to my friends and family that and i don't know if this is a thing that i reckon i've got olympic level balance i reckon (laughs) if there was a balance olympics i would be probably the best in the world but anyway let's not get into that now um i've worked with you in the past i've I've been with you in an office environment i would say you are not the most steady on your feet i wouldn't say (laughs) I wouldn't say you're graceless or anything like that. I'm just saying you you have a bit of the clummo about you. A couple of things to put to people right now. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you want to get in touch, at Board Game Think, can we put together a bit of a, uh, a disco playlist for you to have in your earphones whilst you're skating yeah. around? If you've got any good disco songs that Jess needs to have on her playlist, and I might release this as a little Spotify playlist as well, get in touch now, at Board Game Thing or podcast at zatu.co.uk. So this is a uh, special episode all about uh, board games that are to do with food. I'm going to give you some recommendations in a minute. Very quickly, I asked on Twitter a bit earlier on, uh, what is everybody's uh, home alone dinner or tea, whatever you call it? You know one of those meals that you cook for yourself when you know that no one else is going to be in the house? You've got the whole place yourself. No yes, one's going to judge yes, you. And you can just yes, cook something that's a bit dirty. Yes. Eat it in tracky bottoms you on, can, with it on you your lap. You can take your top off. Take your top off. Well, yes, you could. Yeah, you could eat it with your top. Yeah, I guess you could do that. <laughs> do you not? Do you not? Do you not eat your dinner with your top off? Sometimes oh, in, in the winter when it's cold, I'll have like my pajamas on and like a dressing gown, and because 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 you know when you've got a dressing gown and it's quite flappy and there's there's things you know it's hanging down. What I do is I just sit down and I just take the top of the dressing gown off. And then my top off, and I have it like laying like down beside me while I eat, like some sort of like some sort of medieval prince. And then on the odd occasion, my wife comes in. She goes, "What? What are you doing? Oh do you want God. us to stay married? Do you want us to stay? Do you want any sort of spark left in this marriage?" First off, then, what is your um, what is your home alone tea? For me, just to throw my hat in the ring, uh, if I ever have the house to myself, I always go for pasty chips, baked beans. The, the Holy Trinity, oh. absolutely gorgeous. Oof, I love it. Oh, my God, delicious. And normally, I wouldn't have that in front of, say, my other half, Katie, because she's vegetarian and might freak her out. So that's my home alone tea. So I've got one. So it's not really a dish. It's like a home alone snack, which I kind of picked up at uni. Okay. Right, bear with me. It's proper rank, right? Spring onion in, like, stick form. Bit of salt. What is, what is what? going on? Bit of salt. Yeah. What? What? What's what going little, on? And a little bit of brown sauce. What? Is that it? That is the actual are meal. You, are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> I know. I've 
sorry, I've, I've always sorry, had it every uh, couple of times. So, oh my god, it's a taste sensation. So, so uh, right, spring onion. So yeah, I so have them in like stick onion. form. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what other forms are they coming? <laughs> there no, I said like you chop form? them. You chop them so they're a stick. So it's oh, a into crudite. Cr- oh, oh, check him out. Another word that I've never heard of before. A crudite. No, a stick. Uh, a stick. Chuck <laughs> into stick, cut into stick, and then you put a bit of salt on them. No, actually, sorry, what I do is I sprinkle the salt on a plate and then I lick yeah. and dab. Lick and dab. Right. Okay, okay. And then dab it in a bit of brown sauce. I'll tell you what, really nice. Like, a taste sensation. So that's what Jess gets up to. Uh, let's see what else has been coming in on the wires, guys. What, what have people been saying that their Home Alone teas are? Okay, so um, Matt Ford, the comedian Matt Ford, actually, he replied to you. He said, macaroni topped with grated cheddar, frankfurters and baked beans. Wow. Too much oh. going on there. I reckon he needs to lose one thing. So I think you could probably switch out the cheddar or the baked beans, but not all oh, The frankfurters are fantastic, though, aren't they? A hugely underutilised uh, dish. Get frankfurt. I love those ones, you know, you know, the hot dog tins where you can pour them in and microwave them for a couple of minutes. Fantastic. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci says, I, I don't think that's his real name. <laughs> oh, Leonardo. <laughs> he says... <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, "This is this is quite quite the snack." So he says, "Chicken Kiev in a cheese bap with several oh. slices of burger cheese and barbecue sauce, hash browns, and spicy baked beans on oh the side." My God, that sounds He's not put it here, amazing. but I imagine he'll have to have some gaviscon later on as well. Oh, That's how Elvis um, died, isn't it? And That's how Elvis died. <laughs> he says. He says. <laughs> He says, uh, since Kiev's come in packs of two, I have to eat the second Kiev to destroy the evidence. <laughs> this gluttony is the biggest secret I keep from my wife. Just one thing I want to go back to there is chicken Kiev in a bap is a disaster mm. waiting to happen because you bite into that, you're going to have a jet of hot, oh, yes. hot oh, yeah. garlic straight into the into the, yeah. into the the air. You need to cut it that open first. That is amazing. First. You need to cut it open first, let the garlic come out. And spread it along the Kiev, I imagine. I don't want to put anyone off their tea, but I'll never forget, we were out in Bath uh, City Centre, me and my friend Kester, and he bit into a chicken burger, and there was a cyst in there full of fat, and it, it was a geezer <laughs> oh that fired God. into the air, and I've never seen anything like it. <coughs> don't do that, Bush. I hate it. Stop <sighs> it. I'm basically nearly a vegetarian now, and that I stuff apologize. just nearly turns me. <laughs> Um, oh my god no let's look at another game that is about food Uh, it's heart uh, and this is a fantastic game and I want to urge people to go and try and play this game buy this game it's called Bee Lives uh, and it's about the life of bees it's made by a guy called Matt Shoemaker Mm. who is a beekeeper he decided to create a game about the trials and tribulations of the life cycle of a beehive so to help raise awareness and show how fundamental bees are to the the great circle of life and it's a brilliant game basically you've got to protect your hive protect the queen swarm start new hives keep cool in the summer by searching for water and of course making honey and you get these brilliant little glass uh, orange tokens which are the honey that you produce uh, and it's an amazing thing have a little look check it out bee lives quite hard to get hold of at the moment but a brilliant game uh, what, what's your guys view on uh, bees you lot bees talk about talk to me talk to me tell me about bees uh big fan of bees Big mm-hmm. fan of bees. Same. I've got bees living in my house. Every year they come and live in the masonry. I've got masonry They're friendly, bees. friendly bees. They're nice bees, are Because you, you, sometimes they have a bit of a bad PR. I tell you what, spiders, ugh. Wasps, ugh. Uh, flies, ugh. Sp- all of them. But bees, got no truck with bees. Lovely little fellas. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy to have them. 
They they provide a great service. A uh, little bit dim, but you know, we see them out in the sun sometimes. You've got to revive them with a spoon of water and sugar. That's amazing oh, when people do that. I can't. I, I feel bad for bees because I think in many ways, um, wasps wasps are wankers and they ruin it for bees. Oh my god! Don't, yeah. Aren't they wasps? They're, they're dressed in the same kind of stuff, like a little bit like what bees wear. And bees are probably there mm. thinking to themselves, "Look, we 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 do a brilliant service for the world. We help the world's, you know." Tick over, pollinate the flowers, make the flowers. What do wasps do? Wasps, what do they do? Fall into uh, an old pint of snake bite and black on a pub beer, you know, in a beer garden on the table, and or get stuck in jam. Idiots. Yeah, exactly. I imagine the analogy is because they, like you say, they wear the same uniform. Imagine if me and you, uh, Andy, and you, Jess, because women can like Stone Island. If we were into Stone (laughs) Island, really into, really into Stone Island, and we're like, oh, they're a great fashion brand. I love Stone Island. And then all the football hooligans start wearing. Yeah. Them. So then you're like, you've ru- you've ruined. It. I can't wear Stone Island. Exactly. Now. Yeah. I can't wear pretty. I can't wear. I can't wear pretty green. This is it. I I, we are unable because of football hooliganism. You can't go out nowadays with a Ben Sherman uh, made to fit jacket and a little tiny tartan baseball cap on anymore. Yeah. It's ruined. I've got about five Burberry tracksuits yeah. upstairs. Can't wear them anymore. <laughs> can't wear any. Um, so there you go. There's there's uh, Bee Lives. Have a little look at that. Some Very quickly, before we get to Brian's board game fact of the week, some other games you might want to check out. Uh, all of the Sushi Roll Go whatever games. We played Sushi Go before on this show, haven't we? Great, isn't it great? Oh, I loved it. It was don't, really don't, good fun. Don't talk about sushi. I miss... Oh, this is going to sound so metropolitan elite. Uh, but I, I'm, I miss sushi so much because we're in lockdown, right? Mm. There's... I don't live in London, so I'm sure you can get sushi in London. I live in the middle of Lincolnshire, and so my I used to, when I used to go to London for work, I would get sushi. But now there's no sushi here. The Asda store opened up a sushi. I mean, talk about middle class problems. This is it. The Asda store opened <laughs> opened up a sushi sushi bar, but they, they I'll be honest, they're half arse in it. There's not much on there. It's just it's not uh, very if good. You, this this Aww. would be a great thing for people to come back to us on. What is the most middle class thing you miss during lockdown? Uh, Brian misses his sushi at board game thing to get involved with that. Uh, I I don't want to. Uh, I shouldn't say this, but I tell you what. I I had I had the most middle class. I uttered the most middle class sentence that's ever been uttered in the history of the world yesterday. What? And it was it was. Uh, let me just say, and I will give you the context afterwards, so you don't think I'm a W A N K E R. Yeah, but you are. Uh, I said to my <laughs> wife. I said to my wife, it's a shame. It's a shame we can't close our five bar gate more often but we can't but we we're not able to because we keep getting so many amazon deliveries <laughs> that's what i said to my wife the other day. now let me let me put that, let me put that into context oh it's not a you? big house or anything it just it just happens to have one of those you know those five unbelievable bar gates. and mm. sometimes it, sometimes it's nice to shut it because we can let the dog play and we can have a bit of fun in the front garden but we can't leave it closed all the time because it's unfair on people delivering post and and because in lockdown you get more amazon deliveries and yeah, the, yeah. The, these amazon deliveries have been interrupting you playing badminton when your wife calls you in for a prawn sandwich and stuff like that as well <laughs> isn't it? Uh, some other great games that you can get from Zatu right now uh, to do with food. Throw, throw, burrito, point salad, a cracking game. Uh, these names are fantastic. I think food games have cornered the market in brilliant uh, names. Go nuts for donuts, which I might get put on a, nice. I might get put on my uh, um, uh, LinkedIn profile. Uh, P for pizza, taco goat cheese pizza, uh, which we've mentioned before on the show, and plot a lot. So have a little look at those. I think it's about this time though, uh, having looked around all the different food games that are out there, we uh, transition into Brian's Board Game Fact of the Week. Brian's Board Game Fact of the Week. 
a food-based uh, episode yeah. this week. I'm going to give you a little what's known in the business as a drop of love a little bit of French on it. I did crude tail earlier on, but now it's uh, a mousse-bouche. A mousse-bouche. I know that one. Yeah, I'm aware of what that um, is. This isn't the main fact. This is just. The, I just wanted to tell you this fact. You know the North American cardinal bird? And the reason why we're doing birds is because we did wingspan earlier yeah. on. The North American cardinal bird, right, it gets a load of dead, crush. it kills a load of ants, crushes them up, writhes around in them and wears them as like a little suit, yeah? And this is, the mo- this is my most like favourite part of the fact. No one knows why. It's for, absolute, for absolutely no reason. <laughs> to show that it he's odd? A- yeah. No, it just wears a coat Are you of sure, though? To show him because off and be can. like, don't mess with me, man, or otherwise I'll wear you as a Je- coat. Jess has got a point, right? Because you remember we were talking earlier on about um, uh, Chelsea headhunters and football hooligans with little Ben Sherman c- coats on and the little Burberry caps. It could be that. It could be, you yeah. know, it's an intimidation mm-hmm. thing. Uh, second bird fact, second the moose bush before I get to the main course. Mm-hmm. Um, birds don't we? Shut up. How do they? Birds don't we? Birds do not wee. Why? Birds cannot wee. Why? They don't wee. They haven't got. They haven't got things. They've got like. Because I was going to ask. I, I was going to ask earlier on about you know dirty, uh, dirty Don, um, Jess's grandma's dirty Don. Dirty, yeah. dirty, dirty Don. Dirty. Dirty. Um, what was it? Cockatoo. Cockatoo. Was that what it was? Cockatoo. I think. Um, I don't know. I asked this on a podcast. Can birds? You know, he was rubbing himself off on the mirror. Do birds? Do you know what I mean? Well, this is the thing. This is the thing. So birds don't have willies. Birds don't yeah, have willies. they don't. They've got they've got what's known as like a it's a cloaca, and it's a, just like it's like okay. Let me the best this way is to describe a Spanish band, you know, when in the old days, <laughs> in the old days, in the old days, you go to Dixon's or Curry's right. or Tandy, and yeah. you you want to get a television and a VHS player. Yeah, but it was a bit expensive to get both, so it was actually quite economical to have one of those TV and videos all built in one. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Sir. Yeah. That's what a cloaca is. It's a bit of both. Oh. Um, so did Don, did Don they, know that? Yes, they, birds did, don't... Was Don aware of that whilst he was doing all that on the mirror? He seemed to have I'm sure Don time. knew that. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I mean, he sounded like he was having fun. Fair play. So anyway, mm, birds don't wee. Birds don't wee. Uh, what they do is, to, instead of... Because if you don't wee, you can't get rid of uric acid. So what they do is, mm. inside themselves, they mix it a little bit with the poo, and then they it all comes out in one go. That's why oh, bird poo is so... It's like, you, you've, you've Exactly. You've never seen a bird, like, cronk out a fully formed one, have you? It's always <laughs> runny. I, I don't know if I want to play wingspan ever again, actually. That's also why... Um, when uh, the best time to watch out from when a bird from when a bird is going to poo in you is when they're taking off. Yes, because that's when it's all gone weird down there, and then that's they sort of they, <laughs> they, the action of taking off. They just go, oh, I'll just do it now while I'm honestly, doing it. Honestly, um, I parked my van underneath a tree out the front of our house the other week, and obviously that's what happens every time birds take off from it. They poo. That's it why. was like a, a plasterer's yep. transistor radio by the end of it. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Right, so now we get to the, the main, main fact. Sorry, apologies. That oh. was two little amuse bushes. Are you full up or do you want the, the main fact? Oh, no, definitely ready for the main. The interesting thing about wingspan is, like you were saying, Andy, it's got all the different birds across the world. So there's the North American birds, the European birds, the Oceana birds, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, do you know why starlings are the only birds... As in the guy that was a Russian leader during the Second World War? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, that guy. Do you know why starlings are the only bird that are, you could just kill on sight in America? Just, if you want to get rid of a starling, you've got carte blanche to just kill starlings. Oh, it's a, fasc- kn- it's a fascinating, fascinating story. <sighs> I remember, I remember reading a I thing about in, just going back to the Second World War type era. 
in China, didn't they flap a load of pillows and blankets to try and keep a certain bird in the air, a sparrow, to try and kill and cull the population? And they tried to. They all. They made all the people go out in the streets in in like Beijing or something to try and keep these birds up in the air so they weren't allowed to land anywhere. Are you sure? That sounds like that sounds. Like, I don't think they can stop birds from landing. That sounds like a thing you used to hear in school. Right? If everyone in uh, if everyone in China jumped up and down at the same time, there'd be an earthquake. In I'm sure it's true, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, Brian, is it something to do? I think it's something to do with. I've definitely read this before about graves or death, or that they're bad. Oh, Jess, Jess, Jess! It's got. Absolutely nothing yes. to do with that. Uh, just before you deliver the facts, so basically, very, very quickly, just check now, 1958, Mao Zedong ordered all sparrows to be killed because they ate too much grain. And he made people go out and scare oh. them. There you go. Oh, that's so mean. Sh- I wouldn't do it's that. It's one out of order. It's one out of What's the sparrows done in it? Mm. Anyway, going back to this particular yeah. fact. Um, so as we were saying about um, the fact that North America, so North America, if you were to look at wingspan and it was a proper... Uh, accounting of birds and their natural habitats. Starlings wouldn't be in North America because they don't exist in North America. They do now, obviously, uh, but they shouldn't naturally be there. Basically, in 1890, a guy called Eugene uh, Scheffelin, who's, uh, he was a German immigrant, but he lived in America, he was a massive Shakespeare fan. He used to put on loads of Shakespeare festivals in um, Central Park and was a big proponent of getting more Shakespeare into American life. And in... Shakespeare's books, he describes loads of birds, but those birds are only... You can only see those birds in Europe because he was describing European birds. Birds like wrens, cormorants, uh, nightingales, all that sort of thing. But they didn't... And starlings. They didn't have... And he mentioned starlings quite a lot in Shakespeare. So he decided, oh, what, what I'll do is I'll just get some starlings from Europe and I'll release them in Central Park... And they probably won't do get up to much, but it's nice that people will be able to see them in America. Oh. Got out of control. There's 200 million of them now, and they're an absolute pest because <laughs> they've, they've mashed up the uh, ecosystem over there. And that's why you're allowed to kill. That's why you're... Because a guy loved Shakespeare and wanted people to be able to see the birds that you could uh, read about in Shakespeare uh, plays... He introduced them to America, and that's now why you can kill them if you uh, want to. And how many are there at the moment? Two hundred million, approximately. I'm sure. Wow, and they've, they they reckon it's they reckon it's contributed to the extinction of about fifty uh, natural uh, American bird species. Wow, I'm sure Katie Melly was oh not that God. far away from actually writing a song about it. <laughs> Wingspan should do an expansion pack about it. <laughs> that's Brian's board game fact of the week. It's time to uh, finish up with uh, an absolute beauty. This is the pitch where you guys get to pitch your board game ideas uh, to us and be in with a chance of winning a very flashy Zatu dice tray, which is an amazing thing. It unclips and goes flat, so you take it around with you, then you clip it together, it becomes a dice tray. It's a very coveted thing. Uh, Can you get me a dice tray? I want a dice tray. Well, you have to... I'm sick. I tell you what, I'm sick of just looking around at the sofa for dice. You'll have to, you'll have to have a word with, with uh, Dave, Dave Zatu. I'm, pro- I'm projecting. You have to have a word with Davy Zatu. He's got all the uh, he's got the keys to the locker. He's not answering my emails, mate. Have you got his home number? You're not, not ringing him up. You're not ringing emails. him on my line. Anyway, let's have a listen to this week's pitch. Hi, yeah, it's Ben from Twitter. Uh, my game idea is Duckaroo. Uh, it's Buckaroo, but you basically place tiny cowboy-related items on an actual live duck until it loses its rag and peck. Someone. There you go. You might need. It's bird-related. 
you might need a duck, an actual physically live duck, but I'm sure they can make an automated one or a, like a bit of a machine type one, like they did in Buckaroo with the donkey. I quite like that from Ben. Did he say uh, he's from Twitter? <laughs> yeah, he's from that Twitter. He's yeah. from? This is a bird. Does he live? He lives in Twitter. That's where he, that's where he is. Wow. Oh, I suppose it's what do you think about that though? They're um, very shifty characters, aren't they? Ducks. You've got to place things, little cowboy things, on ducks until it, I don't know, kicks off. Yeah, I feel like we could do that. There could be distractions in place. Maybe someone walks past with a loaf of bread and he's like, oh! That's nice. And that like makes him go. Um, maybe there's another duck that he doesn't like and maybe he starts going for the duck. So maybe there's there's other elements as just aside from putting the cowboy thing. Have you, have you ever duck. played actual proper old school buckaroo, Jess, from back in the day? Oh, when you put, it's in human buckaroo. No, no, actual, what? What's human buckaroo? Oh, Oh, it's when people fall asleep and you see how many books and stuff you can put on them ah. before they wake up. Have you never seen it? Oh, it's brilliant. Type it into Google. It's great. I have played Buckaroo, um, but I have a slight problem with things like Buckaroo. Um, I, I can't handle the suspense. Really? I cannot do <laughs> okay. it. I hate it. I hate it. Also, Operation, it's the same. But um, yeah. I just, I can't handle the intensity of it. Oh, it's too Look at much that. She's absolutely flipped out by it. Ben, thank you very much. You've won yourself a Zatu dice tray. Okay, well, that's nearly us done for another episode. Cheers for listening. We appreciate it. Just some quick things. First of all, uh, I've written a little article about the terror of explaining board game rules uh, in the gorgeous latest episode of Senate Magazine. Beautiful tabletop uh, board game magazine. Have a little look in that. A big thank you to Ricky Royal from the Box of Delights channel for giving me some advice on uh, explaining games, and it's in the article there for you to have a look at as well. Uh, Keep your suggestions coming in for what we can put on Jess's disco playlist. I'm going to actually put this into a proper Spotify playlist playlist for next week's episode uh, and you can uh, send them to us at board game thing as well we might have a special guest for you next week as well which is going to be awesome in the meantime uh, you can get in touch via email is it bono is the, is the guest bono have you have you managed to book bono well, I, I don't want to give anything wow, away now guys let's not spread a room with it. it's bono it's, it's a good guess but I, I don't know whether it is is bono or not but uh, okay Bo- bono bono and andy's just winked love to know. imagine bono what then, board games okay. bono would play imagine that I can't even imagine what that would be. Do you think? Uno. Do you think celebrities play ball? Do you think? Can you, I could no. I can't get my head around that. You're right. There's no way that Bono would be sitting there explaining the rules of Catan <laughs> to the edge. <laughs> Adam Clayton. Clayton just not saying celebra- anything. Clayton Don't refusing it. to speak. What do you think, Adam? It's just not saying anything. This has been another episode of Bush's Board Game Thing. Bag all the games that you've heard us talk about uh, on this podcast from Zatu Games right now. Uh, Jess, Brian, producer Ross, thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Thank you.